Hey folks, it's Rick Wilson, and welcome to The Enemies List. Joining me today is my friend Michael Cohen. Michael and I have an unusual friendship, because frankly, I started out as a critic of Michael when he was still a part of Trump world. But he is one of the guys who speaks it directly, bluntly, doesn't bullshit anybody about anything, and it's one thing I love about him. He speaks about Donald Trump with a great deal of knowledge and a great deal of insight, and an understanding of just how dark and fucked up and venal and, and frankly, I'm going to use the word evil, Donald Trump can be, and frankly, as he was to the country he allegedly served. With me today is Michael Cohen. There was also maintained what was called an enemy's list. Democrats want Republicans dead. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not QAnon. It's real. <laughs> I'm Rick Wilson, and this is The Enemies List. Folks, my guest today is Michael Cohen, a good friend, a truth teller, a guy who has been through the ringer and knows more about Donald Trump than damn near any human being walking around on two legs today. Michael, thank you so much and welcome to the enemies list. I am delighted to have you with me and uh, let's get right into it. Uh, it's always good to see you, Rick. And yeah, I probably do know more, which is not a good right. thing when Donald <laughs> Trump is is renting space in your head and <laughs> Being that we know that Donald doesn't pay, right. Right? He, he's living there rent-free. <laughs> exactly. Like Weisselberg and very much like Weisselberg and others. You know, it's it's rent-free somewhere. It, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's it's bad knowledge, and eventually you got to have brain bleach for a while. How do you like the? How do you like the shirt? I like this it. This is where he belongs. Folks, he's my, Michael. Uh, Michael has on a shirt with Donald Trump behind bars, a sentiment in which I fully and completely endorse in a, in the most strong possible way. So, Michael. Friend, you go for it's it. been a it's been a rough few weeks for for Donald and he's had you know a lot of bad news the rise of Ron DeSantis in the uh, in the Republican donor community he's made a lot of really dumb mistakes like inviting these weirdo racist anti-semitic creeps into uh, Mar-a-Lago to sit down for dinner um, what do you think Donald's headspace is right now where do you think his brain is at at the moment yeah, I think he's very angry, and it's one of the things that we've seen reported so far uh, on just specifically how angry he is. Then again, he only has himself to be angry at. Mm -hmm. That normally, as we all know, your listeners and everybody, that Donald never takes responsibility for anything no. unless it's positive. So. You know, anytime that you do anything with him, it's always a lose-lose for you and a win-win for him. I say that in regard to everything, but let's just use that as the example for the Marilardo meeting yes. between, yay, between uh, this guy, uh, Nick Fuentes, Milo Yiannopoulos. That weirdo. <laughs> of course, the king racist, sexist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, anti-Semite himself, Donald J. Trump. All right? Yeah, I mean, isn't that... In fact, if go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It went so bad, because it went so bad, whose fault is it? And he's like, fucking Kanye, look at what he did to me. 
he brings this guy and then he brings this other this other, this guy other fucking guy i don't know who i know who i know i've never met i have met i thought i met him but i didn't meet him i know him but i don't know him you know nick fuentes and he goes yeah interesting it's always somebody else's fault never an apology for right. meeting but then again how do you apologize for inviting them to your table and worse when you only found out who they were continue to engage in that evening and yay came out and he basically threw trump under the bus on this one mm-hmm. right um you know stating that you know he was complimenting nick fuentes it's so reminiscent of when he was complimenting the neo-Nazis walking in Charlottesville, right? Because right? there are good people both on sides. both sides. There is nothing good about Nick Fuentes, right? This anti-feminist, this um, Holocaust-denying, anti-Semite, anti-black scumbag. But isn't but doesn't it strike you? And this this is what I was was thinking about. Like, and when I was doing the research on the books, I mean, it's not a secret that Donald is not exactly uh, you know the most tolerant individual ever to walk the American land. Um, but I mean, these guys at the end of the day, like I think the combination of I think Kanye still has that fame bubble around him enough for Trump to want to see him and sit with him and whatever. But these other guys are just such like edge case weirdo, like fifteenth tier. Uh, players, it's it just makes me it makes him smell so desperate and so like needy and such like such a needy bitch. Yeah, well, he is needy, and w- why is he needy? It's the exact reason why he decided to make the announcement that he's running for the presidency because he sees that Ron DeSantis is gaining in both popularity, um, not just in Florida but across the country. And he's watching as his big dollar donors Mm -hmm. are moving away from him. um, And they're moving away significant numbers, right? These people basically funded the bulk of his campaign. And without them, he's going to have to reach into that super PAC that he started, that he's grifting right off of the American people for his own benefit. Because as I say on every show, and I find it despicable, Donald has complete discretion over 90%. Mm-hmm. That's 90 cents of every dollar that he raises. He has total and complete discretion. In essence, what is his super PAC? It's a slush fund for him and nothing more. You know, Michael, I always say that, I, I, in my opinion, that the, the super PAC is the most successful business Trump has ever run. Because it lets him do a pure con without actually having to do any of the work of like building anything or selling anything real. Look, you know, I want to just get back for a second to this absolute, you know, um, disgraceful dinner yeah, yeah, at Mar-a-Lardo. I want you to think for a second about some of the issues that are currently plaguing dear old Donald. The first being, of course, the raid on Mar-a-Lardo, the finding of the top secret documents, et cetera. But what did Donald say? Donald comes out and he says, it's the most secure place. Mm -hmm. Second to to maybe Fort Knox. (laughs) Well, now look to see what happened here. You have three guests that show up. 
son was allegedly invited, meaning Kanye or Ye or whatever. Whatever his name is him. this week. And he just, right. And he then brings two people with him. Now, it's not that you're just coming to a country club, a social club, you know, for you or me or anybody. You're talking about the former president of the United States of America, who has secret service there yep. to protect him. And you're going to tell me that nobody vetted these other individuals coming through? How do you know that it wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer that was going to then take him apart and because uh, <laughs> on uh, you know on this uh, right? And he's going to sit there and he's going to throw that fat ass onto the barbecue. I would make the best barbecue. Right? This is feed, soft veal right? tissue. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I I ate his liver with some Chianti beans and a nice glass of... With some fava beans and a nice, and a nice Chianti. Chianti. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, this guy, you know, this guy could feed all of Palm Beach's poor, that's for sure. So, you know, you're going to tell me that they didn't know who this guy was? They didn't know who Yannanapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapal
probably very well received because he knows how to get down and dirty the way Donald fights. He can he could certainly do that a lot better than many others. Now, it leads to the question, could Nikki Haley do that? You cannot try to be Joe Biden. You cannot try to be, you know, the Jeb Bushes of the world where they just didn't want to debase themselves. Right. You've got to get in. You've got to the, swing the sword if you're in the arena with this guy. That's correct. And a lot of them didn't want to do it because, one, it's unpresidential. Two, it's not political. And it was never really done like that before. But if you don't do that and you don't get down dirty with him and really, you know, smack the shit out of him, he's going to beat you up day in and day out. Look, he did it to Jeb Bush, right? Jeb, as everybody thought, was definitely going to be the nominee. Why? He had the Bush family name behind him. He had big, you know, big Republican donors. Yep. He had the entire machine going oh, yeah. for him. Well, what did Donald do? He comes up with a stupid name, a moniker, right? Low energy Jeb. And all of a sudden, Jeb is off. And I heard this from friends of mine who were, um, you know, big Republican donors and so on, because I was still involved. Right. Yeah, you, you were know, in the, the time, despite being dis- yeah, but despite being a Democrat. I mean, I was the only vice chair of the RNC Finance Committee. That's right. Who was a Democrat? Mm-hmm. I remember. Right. Yep. Yep. And I heard that. I heard that. Um, that Jeb, at a big fundraiser at his um, father's home was whining and bitching and complaining that Donald is being really mean to me and I don't know what to do. And I heard that his dad gave him a smack in the head and said, wake the fuck up, right? You know, you got to be a man and take him on. Well, he was never able to do that. And, you know, that was his loss. And they did the same to Ted Cruz, who's now an ass-kissing Trump supporter. And he did it to virtually Marco, little Marco, Right. Um, You know, who may or may not come back. You know, it's this is how Donald Trump plays. So if Nikki Haley, who listen, I think I obviously I want a Democrat. I'm, you know, a Democrat my entire life. But uh, I would like to see someone like Nikki Haley uh, as the Republican nominee. And that way, win or lose, at least we know that we have somebody who's competent in the White House. Yeah, I mean that that's the that's the tragedy of 16 and the tragedy of of I think 24 is there are a lot of people in the Republican side who are not who who are not bad managers who are not complete fucking idiots but who are like they're trapped in this Trump thing. They've got to say the election was stolen, they've got to play all these games and they got to try to get past him, which I think is the is a harder hill to climb than a lot of them yet have understood because you know better than anybody the guy is he may be an idiot in a lot of ways, but he's got a kind of like like animal sense of cruelty to people and how to fuck with people at a level that you don't feel it. You don't you don't experience it till you're actually like in it. You know, you know, one of the funny things that I said to Chris Christie, because um, it got picked up by Politico too. oh, Mike Cohen and, you know, um, and Chris Christie were seen together talking. Michael went over to him. Uh, it, it's so it's so ridiculous. But one of the things I said to Chris was. If you actually decide to run, mm-hmm. now understand being, you know, I am, again, for the Democratic Party, and I would like to see, you know, a Democrat in the White House. Um, my hope is that it's not going to be Joe Biden, despite the fact I think he is a wonderful person, and I think he's doing a really good job. It's the age issue, I think, will become a big factor to too many people. It's out there. But I said to Chris Christie, if you run, 
and things start getting ugly again, like you know that they will when it comes to Donald, I would be more than happy to sit down with your team on a daily basis and tell them how to combat every single thing that comes out of Donald's mouth as against it. You know what, Rick, as a goof, let's just play this out. Okay. Because like me, you know, you have that sort of um, twisted warp sense of humor. <laughs> so, you know, let's assume, let, let's assume that you're going to play Donald. All right. Um, and I'm going to play Chris Christie. All right. Um, you're the failed governor. How I would respond. You're the failed governor of New Jersey. And Chris, let's be real. The, 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 the bariatric surgery didn't work for you. You're looking very portly. You're looking very, you're not looking very svelte, Chris. You're not very manly. Okay. Listen, Slim Jim with your mushroom pecker. All right. You're the stupidest human being God has possibly ever put on this planet. All right, that fucking dumbass comb over of yours is just the biggest joke on the planet, right? And on top of that, you accomplished jack shit in four years. Build the wall. I'm, I'm the greatest builder on the planet. I mean, you didn't build shit, all right? In fact, your people stole money from a fund that was supposed to build the wall. It, it certainly never got done. Mexico certainly didn't pay a single penny for it, right? All you did is take things apart because all you know how to do is to criticize other people's work. You fucked up the country with COVID, right? And so look, before you want to question what I did with New Jersey, right? why don't you look to see the damage that you've caused this country? You know, I, Now, why don't you take that and why, why don't you take that and stick it in your diaper? <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> As a listener to this podcast, you know democracy is in danger in America and beyond. This titanic challenge requires a powerful response, and that's why Resolute Square was founded. The Enemies List is part of the Resolute Square family. We're a pro-democracy network. The Enemies List is just one part of Resolute Square's pro-democracy content and coverage. Our members get particularly exciting benefits. Exclusive live roundtable discussions with me, Joe Trippi, Reed Galen, Stuart Stevens, and Tara Setmayer. In those discussions, you can ask us questions directly, as if you are in the room at a campaign strategy session. In these sessions, we'll give folks answers on how to fight back against the crazy, how to push back against the MAGA media, and how to communicate effectively in the battle for our democracy. We're building a new arsenal for democracy, and we could use your support. Head over to ResoluteSquare.com enemies to let the world know where you stand. You know, I think though what, what that was fun as it was fun as hell. I could do that all day, but I think it gets to something real. Is that if you if you go at Trump, you can't just make one little one off fucking joke and then and then pretend you got you won the battle. You got to drive and humiliate this fucking guy. You got to be in his shit all the time. It's what I've always done with Lincoln. Is like be in his shit every day. Like fuck with him nonstop, so the the pain never goes away for him. But these candidates, I hope they realize it, man. And if you, if, if if Christie or whoever is out there, they better understand. The minute they open the gate, it never stops. The fight never gets to end at that point. If you go to war with him, he, true. you have to put him in the ground before that war is over. I mean, I saw that firsthand when sure. he went after Rosie O'Donnell. Right? 
I mean, four or five years later, mm-hmm. the guy's still vociferating over it. He's still fuming over it in right. any chance that he can get. Right. So you're 100 percent correct. You cannot just beat him up the first day. And every single time that you have that opportunity, first of all, let's just come up with a moniker for him. He likes monikers and you can't call him little hands, even though that bothers him. How about just something like diaper Donald, <laughs> right? And it's not just because he's a baby. It's because he wears a diaper and he shits himself, right? I mean, that's the problem. And just turn around and say, you know, as a result of, you know, this debate, as a result of this argument, why don't, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a five-minute break, all right? You can have your staff bring you a couple of those quadruple extra-large Depends that you're wearing, Right. And maybe you ought to double them up since, you know, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you over the course of the next, um, you know, hour or so. And, you know, we just don't want it dripping down your legs. I do not wear diapers. And if I did wear diapers, they would be the most luxurious, the most fabulous. Today on the Trump website, you can receive your autographed Trump diaper. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's done in it's done in brown ink, right? And it has my wonderful name and my signature. Oh, on that's it. not Sharpie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is Sharpie, all right. And, and it's filled with Mar-a-Lago burgers and ice. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I do think. I, I, Sorry, I, I I I detract. No, 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 no. Listen, uh, the other question I think I wanted to ask you about is, you know, the legal the legal threads are all rolling along. I think we're all kind of skeptical that, that Merrick Garland is going to really pull the full trigger. Um, I'd love it. I'm just not going to get my hopes up for it yet. Um, What do you think the reaction in Trump world among whatever set of lawyers he's got this week um, has been to the last month where he is basically like pulling, you know, he keeps pretending he's got a, got a full house and it's always a pair of twos. I mean, I, it just seems like the, seems like the legal, the legal stuff in Georgia and at the federal level and in New York, it's still continuing to pile up on him. And what's the exact question? No, no. I'm, I'm just going to get your, get your take on where, where you think, where you think his head is at on all these legal things, because he seems to have always in the past sort of thought, Oh, I can run out the clock. I can, I can settle. I can, you know, I can, I can walk away from it. I can pretend it never happened. These things seem to be more consequential now. Well, uh, again, most of his life, the bulk of all the litigation against him mm-hmm. has always been civil in nature. Right. And when it comes to matters that are civil, to him, he doesn't care. It's only a dollar amount. Right, it's play which, money. Don't get me wrong. He cares, a, right, it, he cares about it, but it's not criminal in nature. And so he's willing to sort of run the clock out and beat you down uh, by motion practicing you to death and so on now the reason why i asked you you know which case are you talking about you know what's the question it's because there's so much pending litigation that's out there first of all let's just start here with new york yes all right yes we have the incomparable tish james you know i like to call her she's like the unsinkable molly brown (laughs) this woman is i mean she is as good as they come. I'm, I'm actually going to speak to her one of these days. I want her to run for governor, to be honest with you. she I think she'd be a phenomenal governor. I think she wants right to. right now, she's a phenomenal... Yeah. Right now, she... Well, that's what AG stands for, yeah. right? Aspiring, Aspiring governor. governor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would be behind her 100%, but at the moment, she is the unsinkable Tish James. And she is going to 
financially decimate the Trump organization based upon frauds that they have committed here in the state of New York, she will ultimately shut the company down and she will uh, revoke their uh, license to operate their status of good standing and their um, articles of incorporation. However, there's also a couple blocks away, we have Alvin Bragg's action currently pending, which is criminal in nature. But this case perplexes me because it seems easier. It seems Donald easier Trump. than it should be, you know, that for taking right. this long. Well, uh, totally agreed. And on top of that fact that Mark Pomeranz, Carrie Dunn walked away because they wanted to indict Donald, despite what his untruth social posting was, that they walked away because they felt bad that Donald was being mistreated. That's a lie. Yeah, um, but then what do we expect from him? This case in the DA's office perplexes me because it's only against the Trump organization. And I kept asking them, explain to me how it's possible that you could indict a corporation but you're not indicting its president's CEO autonomous name to which the company is based mm -hmm. off of who's make who makes every single decision right which is historically provable that nobody takes a dump at the Trump org without Donald Trump knowing about it or, or ordering it that's exactly correct now there's also the case that's now in Georgia with Fannie Willis, another fantastic, you know, prosecutor, rock star, um, rock star, rock star that looks like it that looks like it will ultimately amount to an indictment. We also have to remember that Tish James, just going back to her, referred to the Southern District of New York, a tax matter to and as well as to the IRS for fraud. Again, we have to see what happens there. Let's not forget that the Southern District of New York, that's where I was prosecuted, mm -hmm. giving 48 hours to make a decision uh, to plead guilty to what they wanted. Otherwise, they were going to file an 80-page indictment that was going to include my wife. I mean, you could read I, I, in my book, Revenge, I, yeah, I, 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 I lay out the entire thing from beginning to end. And I think, truthfully, it's the single most important book that's out there right now. Not because I wrote it. Because if you are a Trump detractor, this is exactly why you hate the guy. And it's exactly what needs to be done. It's the playbook to defending democracy. But if you're a Trump supporter, it lays out how this guy is looking to destroy our democracy, turn it into an autocracy with him at the helm using assholes like Bill Barr, right? When you weaponize the Justice Department and we keep hearing Trump as and the reason I bring it up because it falls right into your question here. When we're talking about all of this litigation that's now surrounding Trump, mm -hmm. what does he do? He makes himself into the victim. Oh, it's the Biden administration weaponizing it's the, the Justice Department state. against him. <laughs> yes, yes, make him into the victim. And that's that's the game that he plays. And that's why I strongly hope that people read it so you understand, like in football, if you have a playbook and that play doesn't work, which it did not work for me, I was, thank God, to Judge Alvin Hellerstein, right, had me released, um, it doesn't work. So the big fear is whether Donald, if he should ever regain power, or a Donald Trump 2.0 like Iran DeSantis, they now know what doesn't work. They can easily try to tweak it and figure out what they can do in order to make it work. 
That's the danger we all face. Couldn't agree more. I think I think that 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 abuse of power is so central to everything. You know, why did why did you get railroaded the way you did? Why did Comey um, and, and McCabe get the special, extra special, high level, you know, IRS anal audits? I got that too. Oh, you got that too. I, I, got I that oh, that's too. right. I did. I did know that. What? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. By the way, by the way, Steve Cohen, Congressman Steve Cohen of Tennessee great man that he is, was so angered when he saw what had happened um, after Senator Dick Durbin uh, put that letter into the IRS inspector general asking that my case be included in the investigation that's pending with Comey and McCabe. Uh, And I know that they're in communication to find out anything or something uh, in regard to how the IRS treated me a as I write in the book, Revenge, a first-time offender, right? a guy who has never not paid taxes. Sure. I paid $5 million in taxes during the time period that they said I owed one three. And that's true. There was a tax omission. There was an error. I paid what my accountant, Jeffrey Getzel, told me to pay. Plain and simple. They knew it. I've never filed a late tax return in my life. I've never been audited. right? I mean, it's, I've never had an overseas account like Paul Manafort. This is the weaponization of government by someone like Donald Trump, a wannabe autocrat, dictator, supreme leader, monarch against a citizen. And the big fear, Rick, and I say this and I don't say this light, you know, lightly either. Um, you're on his enemies list, too. Oh, I know it, brother. So rest assured, this this piece of shit comes back into power. Oh, yeah. You're pretty high up there on the list. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm, 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 uh, uh, listen, if the, I'm fighting to make sure this guy never sees, uh, another political office in his life. Um, because listen, I, I truly believe he's a threat to the American Republic, but I also, uh, it's not a secret, you know, the, the abuse and the bullshit that my family got during this guy's thing. And that's not like yours, but it ain't nothing. And the harassment and the bullshit, uh, imagine when a Steve Bannon is back in that office telling Donald, now it's time to collect scalps. Now it's time to go out and, and pile some bodies up, show them, make mm-hmm. make an example of so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm pretty sure I'd be on that list. but Well, look, I, I was with Donald for over a decade, for 12 plus years. I can mm-hmm. assure you that you are on that list. There is no doubt in my mind. You know, since we're still talking about the lawsuits and so on, yeah, yeah. let's let's just not forget we can end with uh, with this um, on that question. But there are still the other two that are now being reviewed by the special counsel uh, by Jack Smith. And you start to see what Donald is doing. Not only is he going after his wife, he's going after the entire family. Same thing that he did with um, against me not just on his social media platforms, but right. you know, through his press relations and his folks working inside the White House. This is very, very dangerous. It's very dangerous. And that's why when I was on, say, MSNBC with Nicole Wallace the other day, I had said, I truly hope that what the special counsel does is he bifurcates the two issues. Because the January 6th hearings and the January 6th case is much more difficult to prove than the Marilardo raid and the documents seized. There is no wiggle room out of that. Let's say there's a couple thousand documents that have to be reviewed. That they could do over the course of a week. 
maybe two weeks. So my hope is that they bifurcate the two and that the special counsel goes after the low-hanging fruit, which is the fact that Trump took these documents. He acknowledged yep. he took these documents, which I thought was stupid. Um, he acknowledges receiving a request to return them to NARA. He refused. They then sent him additional documentation and threats. He then sent back some of it. He gets um, Hobbs, uh, his right. lawyer, uh, to sign an affidavit. That's a lie. An insider there, and I still maintain and believe it's my position that it's Ivanka and Jared that oh, told yeah. the FBI. I truly believe it. Um, and they come in. They get, a mag- they get a magistrate to sign a warrant. They execute on the warrant exactly what they're expecting to find in exactly the locations that the warrant permitted them to find uh, or to look. Those documents are top secret. They are classified. He did not declassify them by thinking about Correct. it. That was stable genius, right? He did not, he does not possess the force, right? <laughs> Where he's like, declassify me, <laughs> right? Um, FBI turned around and said, yeah, I don't think so, they Yoda with the diapers. It doesn't work that way. Um, they grab the stuff. They find it's top secret. It's classified, confidential. If that was you, Rick, if that was me, if that was anybody other than Diaper Donald, you would have already been handcuffed. And I've told this. To, you know, yeah. Crazy. Listen, I've told this story a dozen times. You know, I used to work in the Pentagon in first the Bush 41 administration. I had clearances up the ass. I... I, I had access to all kinds of stuff, even as a young guy. But if I had on my last day of work thrown that shit in a box and taken it home, the FBI would have been at my door a couple of days later, kicking it down and dragging my ass off to prison. That's how it would have worked. And I'm sorry, just because he's the former president, it doesn't like you said, he doesn't. Use, <laughs> he can't use the force on it. It's not a Harry Potter where he can transform these documents into into something non classified. He broke the fucking law as he does over and over again. I think that case, though, I think that case, though, is one of the reasons that that he's he's probably losing a bit of sleep right now because this Jack Smith guy does not seem to fuck around. This is not it seems to be a very, very serious guy. Yeah, he is. And look, we even saw that holidays don't mean anything to this guy. He's got a job to do and he's going to do it. Um, I mean, he worked through Thanksgiving, which, of course, again, angered Donald because some documentation came out mm-hmm. um, and there was a filing and that pissed Donald off because he truly believes that there's nothing that he cannot do that is okay. And it doesn't matter whether it's legal or not. His belief system is that he is permitted to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants and how he wants. And everybody will just go along with it. Well, it's. It, it, I think that's exactly like the center part of this thing. The guy spent his whole life being told, "Yes, Donnie, whatever you want," and and you know, it's it's led us to this point where he's running again. We're gonna have to deal with his bullshit again for at least another two years, I think. And, and maybe look, maybe he's maybe he's um, in a in a billion different kinds of legal trouble, but there's still going to always be a percentage of the Republican base of the crazies who say. Oh, it's all fake. It's deep state bullshit. We believe in you, Donald. And I got to tell you, I I am looking forward to to torturing the shit out of him with you, brother, in the next couple of years because he richly deserves it. And I think we're pretty fucking good at it. <laughs> yeah. So l- l- let me say this to you as well. 
Um, what has Donald done so far? Well, he made an announcement, sure. which again, we know was to knock DeSantis off of the pedestal where he was taking all of his big dollar donors, right? Yep. Um, he was in the polls, and you know how I feel about polls, but <laughs> in the polls, it was showing that DeSantis is beating Trump in the state of Florida by more than double digits. We saw another poll that recently came out that 57% of Americans do not want Donald to run for the presidency in 2024. 58% of independents don't want Donald to run in 2024. And I bring this up, why? I bring this up because other than signing the piece of paper, which you and I could do right now if we want, you could, you know, do it online. Um, you know, and then mail it in. We could announce our candidacies for the presidency sure. as well. Anybody okay. can. At the present. So my question to you is this. Um, so Donald announces that he's going to run in 2024. Who's his campaign manager? Yet. You know, we, we think it's a guy named Chris Lasavita, but it hasn't been announced. It hasn't been formalized. There's a lot of static okay. in the air. Who's his, his pro- campaign yeah, no, listen, I promise you, it's all yeah, so freaking Rich- half-assed right now that it doesn't really count as a campaign, but he doesn't think he needs it. Well, yes, he knows that he needs it because he went through it the first time. Who's his finance chair? Couldn't tell you. Right? I mean, he knows he needs that. Um, there's no announcement for anything other than the fact that he signed a piece of paper announcing his candidacy in 2024. That's it. And he's still directing people to make contributions to his super PAC. I mean, everything that he does is just wrong, and nobody else yeah, is that's, committed. That's to already an FEC violation, it. by the way. <laughs> you know, he's already done an FEC violation on that. But call me crazy. He, he uh, of his legal challenges, the FEC is probably the the lowest risk, the lowest impact threat of the of those that are out there. So. Totally agree. I totally agree. Well, Michael, we're going to have many more conversations in the next couple of years here as this thing rolls forward into the chaos and mess and noise of uh, of the of, of one last big Trump shebang. Hopefully, we'll get to sit and cheer and and uh, and watch him get perp walked eventually. But in the meantime, we will continue to have these conversations. I appreciate you coming on today, brother, and I will talk to you again very soon. Yes, but Rick, what we also need to do is, I think like yourself, Lincoln Project, Midas Touch, and so on, all of democracy now, we all have to get together. I agree. We you know what? Have to, We've talked about we, this. We, we have to do an event. Yes, we have to do some sort of an event where we bring people in because that's what the GOP is doing. Whether you like Trump, you don't. The one thing that he does is he likes to go to these rallies. Now, of course, these numbers are dwindling oh, yeah. in size each time, right? But at the end of the day, want to be inclusive. They want to be able to use their social media. They want to be able to say, I was there and I made a difference. And we're not really doing that. And I think that's why, you know, we didn't have the bigger blue wave that I expected us to have. Well, it, it, it's a good point. And, and it's a situation where I think we got to continue these conversations. We got to assemble the tribe. I do agree with that. I think that's a terrific idea. And, uh, and uh, let, we'll have a sidebar conversation about this later to to start talking about that, get that going, because I think folks would be interested. And I think it would be an interesting moment to show, you know, pro-democracy people from around the political spectrum who understand the risk we face right now. So 
Totally, totally, totally agree. Rick, it's always great to see you. And always a pleasure to have you. Stay safe. All right, you too, my friend. All right, see you soon. You got it. Be good. It's no surprise that any rational person would look at Donald Trump and keep him pretty much on the top of the enemies list. And he's earned it even more widely than he had before. He's not only the worst president of our lifetimes and possibly in American history, looking at you, Andrew Jackson, but he's now reached a point where he's saying the quiet part loud. And while a lot of Republicans are doing the, I didn't see the truth, I didn't see the tweet, I didn't hear him say that, what's that about? They're trying to pretend it never happened. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. Straight. I'm not going to do the Donald Trump accent because I think this is probably one of the most dangerous couple of paragraphs from a national political leader. And whether you Republicans want to believe it or not, he is still the leader of your party. He is still the leader of the largest cohort of your voters. He is still the 2024 presumptive nominee. He is still the most powerful Republican in the country. I'm going to read it to you now. I'm not going to do the accent. I'm not going to be funny about it. I'm going to read it straight. So, with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner, or do you have a new election? Trump wrote on Truth Social. A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founder did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. Well, here we are. He said the quiet part loud. We have told you, I have told you for years, that if Donald Trump has the opportunity to seize executive power in a non-small-d democratic way, he would do so. I have told you for years that the republic means nothing to this man, that the pursuit of power and position overcome every other obstacle, legal, moral, ethical, constitutional, in his mind. Don't think he's just the crazy uncle down in Palm Beach sitting there ranting on Facebook. This is a man who is almost certainly going to be the Republican nominee in 2024. This is a man, again, who is the head of the Republican Party. He controls the largest cohort of Republican voters, and he will almost certainly be at the top of the ticket in 2024. Now, Republicans... I would I would I would dump on you guys. I would I would draw you over the coals this week, but you're not going to listen. You've already built in your minds this fantasy that oh, Ron DeSantis is coming to save us. He's not. Good luck. Donald Trump is going to make you own this. And many 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 members of the Republican Party, especially in the House, are going to adopt this position that because he says there was voter fraud when there was not, because he claims that Twitter taking dick pics of Hunter Biden off the platform somehow swayed the 2024 or the 2020 election, um, they're going to take that position just as they took the position of the big lie. This guy is the most dangerous person in America if you believe that we should be a representative democracy in a republic. If you believe that the, the idea of a constitutional system of government is should have primacy, and frankly, both conservatives and many liberals claim they believe that and should believe that. But if you don't deny this, if you don't, if you don't blow this thing up, if you don't say right now the words that you have to say 
you're full of shit. The words you have to say, Republicans, are these. I will never vote for Donald Trump. Period. I will not vote for him in the primary. I will not vote for him in the general election. Period. Those are the words you have to say because this is a disqualifying statement. It puts Donald Trump squarely in the very peak of the enemies list. Thanks again for listening to The Enemies List. If you have any comments, questions, or if there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, hit me up on Twitter at TheRickWilson. Thanks again for the wonderful support you've shown the pod. We're growing fast. It really helps if you will share this with your friends, your family, and anyone else who, like us, is trying to save democracy. While you're at it, if you could rate and review the podcast, I would be very much appreciative. I know this is the sort of thing you've heard a billion times. Please rate, review, like, blah, blah, blah. But you need to do it. It really does help us a lot. We are slaves to the algorithm, my friends. And if you do this, it will help get the pod out further. Anyway, thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, whatever you do, stay off the list.